Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream and welcome to episode number seven. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. Anyway, episode number seven is actually Revelation part five. We've been doing a series on Revelation and I and I said at the beginning of the first uh, part of this series that Revelation is the building blocks in which God is using to bring forth your dream and build your dream and release your dream into this realm. So here we are at part five, and I may have to go to part six, but we'll see if we can get it done today. And it's called The Upgrades. The revelation of who you have become as the upgrades is God's end time, end game, grand finale. So my job this episode is to make the case. What is the case? The case that I have been mandated by God is to transform the minds of believers by the revelation of who you have become as the upgrades. I must make the case that you are the upgrades. And so here we are building week upon week, uh, um, creating a capacity, an environment, and a framework that will create accessibility to you to lay hold of, for you to lay hold of the resources that has been already prepared for you. Once again, it's not about information. Life is not about information. Life is about revelation. And this is where we're at. So let me just give a quick uh, recap of episode number six, which part four called The Greatest Revelation. And, and it, was at, it was at that moment uh, several years ago when God woke me up and he said, write this down. And he began to reveal to me. And it was at January 3rd, 2016, at 5.15 a.m. God shows up and he says, write this down. And he was revealing to me the definition of, of why and the reason why he wanted the definition of his name in the greatest definition of his name, to be Savior or our Savior named Jesus Christ. So this is what God says, for I created an eternal being. And once again, I'm just recapping here quickly before we move on. Uh, For I created an eternal being. I created an everlasting being. I created a being just like me. So when I created someone like me, I created this being perfect. Because God is perfect. He created a being just like me. Let's, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. So when, when we were made, when we were created, we were created perfect. But when I redeem something, I always make it better. So we went through a process of being made perfect. Then we fell. And, and then he redeemed us. There was redemption. We were reformed and restored but I tell you, uh, and I get into, uh, I talk about re- what reformation is, and what re- to reform something is, and it, it was amazing. Uh, you, you need to go back and, and listen to that episode. So, 
Anyway, he says, whenever I redeem, but when I redeem something, I always make it better. So Barry, how do I, how do I make something better than perfect? That's what God is telling me. He's, he's asking me, how do I make something better than perfect? That's what a savior does. Hmm. I, I, I'm going to say that again. So Barry, how do I make, how do I make something better than perfect? And then he says to me, that's what a savior does. This is why he wanted to be known as savior. And like I've been saying for a few episodes now, that if God was the lamb, if Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, that makes God your savior before he was your creator. That means he had your back before you had a back to be had. A savior has the ability to upgrade perfection. And, and this is, this is a, a very uh, a mind-blowing statement. Um, redemption is greater than perfection. Redemption is greater than perfection. If you didn't catch the, the previous episode, please go back and, and be blasted and, and listen to it. I've, I've already heard back from some people that they really enjoyed it and it helped them uh, unveil some of the Father to them at a greater level. So just before we get into the meat of this episode, um, let me let me ask you a quick question. Have you, been, uh, <laughs> have you actually been enjoying these podcasts? If so, can you please make a comment on your podcast carrier, whether it be the uh, Charismatic Pod, Podcast Network or Spotify or iTunes, YouTube, uh, the feedback, the, sorry, the feedback, <laughs> the feedback would be uh, awesome. I really appreciate it. Also, please download and share these podcasts. I'm getting feedback, like I said, from people who are finding fresh hope and they're actually beginning to dream again. I so want, I so, so, so want people's lives to be transformed. This is, this is my heart. I've noticed that a lot of people, uh, because of the circumstances that they're, they're finding themselves in, have, uh, they've been being hindered, and, and at, at worst case scenario, a lot of their dreams have been, um, feel like they've been killed by the enemy. The enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus Christ has come to give life, and life much more abundantly. So people are actually finding faith and hope to see their dreams resurrected from the ash heap of hurts and wounds and trauma. And at this, at this moment right now, guys, I just, I, I sense that some of you are going through some, uh, the, the valley of the shadow of death to say the least. And some people are, are, are in a, a place uh, called the valley of dry bones. And, and, and it's hard to see beyond what you're going through, this trauma that you're going through, even this, this pan, this pandemic or pandemic or whatever it is that's going on. Um, people are finding themselves stuck. And I just want to pray for you right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the spirit of accusation, the spirit that is coming, the spirit that is coming in like a flood and, and overwhelming and, and causing trauma. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the spirit of trauma, trying to take, trying to contain people and take them out of the purposes of God. I plead the blood of Jesus Jesus Christ against you, spirit of trauma, shut your mouth, shut down your activities now in Jesus' name. Father God, I'm asking for a spirit of revelation to come over people's lives right now, encapsulate, encapsulate their minds, Father God. 
with the spirit of revelation that they would be able to see beyond. I speak to your eyes. To eyes receive an anointing right now of Isav, according to Revelation chapter 3, that you might see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hopefully you received a release right there, ladies and gentlemen. If you have, please leave a comment or get get to me. You can you can find me barrymiracle.ca. You can find me on Barry Miracle on face, face, Facebook or um, my email, miracle 2 at gmail.com. Uh, please let me know if God is touching you today. God wants to overwhelm you with his goodness. So, so here we go. Episode number seven, The Upgrades. You are the upgrades. You are the upgrade. The revelation of who you have become as the upgrades, like I said, is God's end time grand finale. God said, I will show forth, this is what God said, I will show forth my greatness by my redemption and through my upgrades. He's going to show his greatness by how he has redeemed you and he has upgraded you. My job today, like I said, is to make the case, the case that you have become the upgrades. What does that even mean? Okay, now that you are born again and the enemy, the enemy doesn't actually give two hoots about your spirit. What does that mean? Okay, you have become one with the spirit of the living God. You are already seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers of darkness. The kingdom of God is in you, and you are in the spirit and the Father and the, the Son. You are in the spirit and the Father and in the Son. The enemy cannot touch your spirit. You have become one with the spirit of the living God. This was, the, this was part of the end time plan of God to become one with your spirit again. You were one with him, and now you are one with him again. So according to John chapter 8, 28 and 29, nobody can snatch you out of the hands. You are in the hands of Jesus. But then he says in verse 29 of chapter 8 of the book of John, that you're also in the Father's hand and nobody will be able to catch you away. Nobody will be able to snatch you away. The wolf will not be able to catch you up. Nobody will be able to snatch you out of the hands. So your spirit is, is saved to the uttermost. Principality nor power nor things above nor things beneath nor things on the earth. None of these things can separate you from the Father. Nobody can snatch you out of, your, out of the hands of your Savior, Jesus Christ. But what the enemy is interested in, so since he cannot take you to hell with him, the enemy wants to create hell here on the earth. The enemy is interested in one thing. He is interested in your soul. Whoever runs the soul on the earth runs the show on the earth. Whoever runs the soul on the earth runs the show on the earth. North America right now is in an epic battle. Right now, we are North America is in an epic battle, uh, the battle for the soul of our nations. America is about to go to the polls. We we are we are um, going through some things in Canada where there, it seems like there's a little too much government overreach. And I don't know how the, the kingdom is going to respond 
in, in the, over the next month or so, but I want to tell you, God has a plan that is greater than the, the plans of the enemy. Psalms 91 says that you shall, 91 5 says, you shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow, the evil plots and the slanders of the wicked that flies by day. We're not afraid of whatever the enemy, the enemy has all kinds of plans that he is trying to, to implement in, in this realm. He, he's trying to do this, that, and the other thing. And I want to tell you that the Bible says in Song of Songs 4 8 in the, in the Passion Translation, and I've shared this several episodes again, but this is worth sharing again. Now you are ready, my bride. Once again, Song of Songs, chapter 4, verse 8, the Passion Translation. Now you are ready, my bride. Why are you ready? Because he says you are ready. This is a timely word and a prophetic word uh, coming to you today. You are ready. Why are you ready? Because there's an end time anointing, an end time plan that God has. And, and, and um, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7 says, His government and nor his peace shall see no end. His government shall increase upon his upgrades, upon those that are called out to rule and reign with him. And now you're ready, my bride, to come with me as we climb the highest peaks together. Come with me through the archway of trust. We will look down from the crest of the glistening mount. And from the summit of our sublime sanctuary, together we will wage war in the lion's den and the leopard's lair as they watch nightly for their prey. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to get our minds off of the epic battle that is going on when it comes to the enemy's plans. Our epic battle is looking and, and gazing into the eyes of our Savior and walking together with our God through the archway of trust and, and, and from our place of our sublime sanctuary, our sublime sanctuary with our God coming back down and walking right into the enemy's lair and crushing the head of the serpent as we are walking in obedience. The enemy is inconsequential. The enemy is without intentionality. Our obedience to God and walking with him and praising him and spending time with him. And as we walk in obedience to our calling, we will walk into the lair of the, the, the leopard, and we will walk into the den of the lion. They, they are watching for their prey. They will not even see us come. As the upgrades, we, under, we war differently than we did in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you, you just took your head off the enemy. He, the Lord told me we need to move from beheading to treading. We need to stop looking at our enemy. We need to stop using, using our tactics specifically against the enemy when, when we're dealing with warfare over nations. And we need to spend our time. Your gaze will determine your days. You're the upgrade. Stop being so concerned about what the enemy is doing and be very engaged with intentionality what the Spirit is saying. Declare what the Spirit is saying. Say what the Spirit is saying and you will begin to dominate your day. So we are in an epic battle right now for the soul of the nations. God and the enemy are both after your soul. God and the enemy are at, is after your mind, your will, and your emotions. And he is after the mind, will, and the emotions of the Americas. We are part of God's end time plan. 
See, the enemy is after your soul because whoever runs the soul on the earth runs the show on the earth. Okay, let me, let me share this with you. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish or I pray that uh, you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. It's, it's the, the victory here on earth has to do with you being born again, first of all, getting a revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the greatest of all revelations. God is building his church on, on revelation, but the greatest revelation that we will ever get is that Jesus is the Christ. When you get that revelation that Jesus is the Christ, then you, you have the accessibility of having Holy Spirit come into your life, becoming one with the Spirit of the living God. But the, your, your spirit was saved because of the blood, by the Spirit, through faith, by grace, but your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions is being saved by the Word of God. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So for you to be prosper in every area and aspect of your life and walk in health, in every area and aspect of your life, you must have your, word, your, your soul transformed. Your soul must prosper to be victorious in this life. So here we are. We are a three-part being, even as God is three. We are three. We have a, let me just give you a scripture here. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23 says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are a spirit. We live, we, we have, or we possess a soul which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. So I am a spirit. I, I possess a soul and I live in a body. The enemy is, like I said, is not interested at your in your spirit at this moment. He is interested in dominating your soul. Ladies and gentlemen, the battleground is the mind. Your perceptions are your reality. So whoever rules your thoughts, whoever has the... Um, upper hand in revealing to you perceptions will master the will and train the emotions. Whoever rules your, the thoughts of man will master the will and train the emotions. God and the devil are both after your mind and your thoughts. Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. Be careful how you think. It, it's very important to be careful. What are you thinking about? What are you dwelling upon? I was just helping a lady out. She, she sent me this video of all these plans that the enemy has and, and, the, and the seeped, uh, you know, uh, seeped out or leaked out tapes about what the, the government is planning to do and all this kind of thing. She said, how can we not be in fear about this thing? And, and, and first of all, you, you have to control your thoughts. You have to control your, your emotions. You got to control your feelings. They don't control you because a man does not consist of the things that he possesses. The Bible says that we are a spirit. We live in a body, but we possess a soul. A man does not consist. The Bible says this. A man does not consist of the things that he possesses. He, can, he is, consists of what God and who God declares he is.
So we need to be careful how we think because our lives will be shaped by our thoughts. The enemy is trying to uh, capture your imagination. He's trying to get you caught up. He's trying to amplify to our ears and illuminate to our eyes everything that is happening. We need to know, and I need to know, we all need to know that God is actually in control of the whole situation through who? Through his upgrades, through his ecclesia. It's time for you to arise and shine to the depth of God's dream for humanity to come forth is, is to the degree that we have faith in God. And we need to stand up and decree and declare his greatness and call forth. It, it's time for us to arise and shine. The ecclesia have awakened. The ecclesia are arising. The ecclesia right now at this moment are making extreme advancements because God has got to get us to a place as the upgrades so that we can abound in the world. So we're going through four different stages. And I went through this in some other podcasts. And you need to go back and go over that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it there because I, I need to cover some other stuff. And we're at, we're already at 20 minutes. I know it seems like about two minutes. Um, so Colossians chapter three, two says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Redemption, ladies and gentlemen, is greater than perfection. This is a reality I'm releasing to you today. Redemption is greater than, than perfection. We need to ha actually have an identity reality check. We need to know actually the transactional reality of what was purchased for us and what happened at the cross? There's a transactional reality of the cross. What happened? What was the purchase? What was purchased for us? Who we were purchased from? Who we were purchased into? These are the things that we need to know. And, and as we begin to discover these things, we will discover that we have become the upgrades. And I'm getting to that point. Psalms chapter 8, verse 4 through 6 says, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. So this is the New King James Version. And, and, it, and the King James and the New King James both put angels in there. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. The Hebrew word is actually Elohim, which is the pluralization of God. You made him just below Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is, the, this is who we were underneath the old covenant the in in spoken in the old testament of who we were we were made as vice regents of all of creation this is our status even as fallen beings what is mine that you are, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him for you have made him a little lower than the angels uh, actually like i said a little lower than elohim which is God. Even in, in Genesis, when it says, let us make man in our image, this, the, the, the term that they're using there, the Hebrew word there for let us make man in our image, that is the, the Hebrew word Elohim once again. So it, we're going to make man in the image of, of, of us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is what God was saying. You have crowned him with glory and honor. 
verse 6 of Psalms chapter 8, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. That's amazing. In the Old Testament, we were the vice regents of all creation. That's pretty amazing that God made us. So we, we are not made below the angels. We are made just below God. Let me just expand this thought a little bit out of my book called Wake Up In Your Dream in chapter one. Um, I say this. As beautiful as the sunset on the Caribbean island or the breathtaking expanse of the Rocky Mountains or even the grandeur of the rainforest in all of its magnificent colors and critters cannot compare to you. Angels has been described as being enormous and having the ability to fly and change forms. Their strength heralded as iconic with the ability to wipe out complete armies with a single swipe of their flaming swords. As awesome as angels are, and as they are much part of the, of the dream of God, they are still not the crowning glory of all of his creation. That description is held for you. Truly, who are you? And I wanna say to you, Ladies and gentlemen, you are the upgrades, even from that, that amazing description and even from that amazing scripture of Psalms chapter eight, there is something that is greater than even that. This is what you've been, you've been upgraded from being the vice regents of all of, of creation. And now you're being upgraded, up, upgraded, I don't know, upgraded, maybe you're being upgraded, <laughs> but sorry, you have been upgraded into even greater than the vice regents. That was the old comment. So what I'm about to share with you is mind blowing. And if I was in an audience with you, I'd have you put your hand up to your forehead like a good Italian and, 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 and say, and go kaboom, because this is mind blowing. Ladies and gentlemen, this was, Everything I just described for you is under the Old Testament and in, under the Old Covenant. You were the crowning glory of all of his creation and the second most powerful being created. He's put everything under your feet and given us dominion over everything created. This is the Old Covenant. Why do I keep saying Old Covenant? The Old Covenant was the tutor. The Old Covenant was the, foresh the foreshadow of the real thing that would be coming. Okay. Let me just read a scripture for you here just to further um, give evidence to this. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 through 12 says, even the minister, in ministry, <laughs> let's try that in English, even the ministry that was characterized by chiseled letters on stone tablets came with a dazzling measure of glory though it produced death. The Israelites couldn't bear to gaze on the glowing face of Moses because of the radiant splendor shining from his countenance, a glory destined to fade away. Yet how much more radiant is the new and how much more radiant is the new and glorious ministry of the spirit that shines from us? For if the former ministry of condemnation was ushered in with a measure of glory, how much more does the ministry that imparts righteousness far excel in glory? What once was glorious no longer holds any glory because of the increasingly greater glory that has replaced it. 
Are you hearing a theme here? The fading ministry came with a portion of glory, but now we embrace the unfading ministry, unfading ministry of a permanent impartation of glory. So then, this with this amazing hope living in us, we step out in freedom and boldness to speak the truth. Here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. You have become the upgrade. The the we are partaking embracing the unfading ministry of a permanent impartation of glory. Moses' glory is is no glory compared to our glory because his was fading where ours remains, and it cannot be compared. The old covenant, Moses, all those amazing things that happened cannot compare with the glory that it remains in us because we become one with the spirit of the living God because of the body and blood sacrifice of our savior, Jesus Christ, who was the last Adam. And I'm gonna get there in just a minute. The new covenant that Jesus established is a much more excellent covenant. It cannot be compared. It cannot be compared. So let me give you another scripture. This is what Jesus said. And this was said in the red. It, in my Bible, it is in red. And it's Matthew chapter 11, verse 11. Jesus said this once again. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now let me read that in the Good News Translation. I assure you, this is Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, Jesus said this. I assure you that John the Baptist is greater than anyone who has ever lived. Wow. But the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John, greater than he, greater than the greatest one that was ever born. Jesus says that that John the Baptist was the greatest man that was ever born of the water, born of a woman that that broke through the water. The, the, The greatest one to ever be born from the womb of a woman was John the Baptist. This is under the old covenant. Under the old covenant, John was the greatest, but but he he who is born of the Spirit. See, you have to be, what Jesus said, you must be born of water, but you must also be born of the Spirit. There's this encapsulization that, that you, when you were in your mother's womb, you were encapsulized by the amniotic fluid, the water. You, did your water burst is a question. It, it, did you come forth out, out of the womb? And, and, and but you have to come out of the womb, and then you have to come out of the womb of the Spirit. You're, you're born of the water, born of woman, born of the womb, and then you are born again of the spirit and he who is born of the spirit is greater in the the one that is least in the kingdom of heaven in the kingdom of god the the one who is just freshly born again of the spirit is even greater than john the baptist my god can you hear what the spirit is saying ah we're at 30 minutes okay how jesus help us lord god get get uh, give us a quickening anointing here. Okay, let, let me just throw this out too. Matthew eleven eleven. I love this, the way that Lord slips in little prophetic revelations, even in the midst of already speaking mind-blowing revelation. And here it is, 11. So it's Matthew eleven eleven. 
11 is the number of transition. And here we have two 11s. God is saying this, that if you can hear what the Spirit is saying, then you too can be transitioned into limitless opportunities. My God. The first Adam, and here, as I sum this episode up, the first Adam was a living soul, but the last Adam, the Savior, Jesus Christ, became a life-giving spirit. Let me read Romans chapter 5, verse 12 through 16. When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. Sin entered human experience. Death was the result. And so death followed this sin, casting its own shadow over all humanity because all have sinned. Sin was in the world before Moses gave the written law, but it was not charged against them where no law existed. Verse 14, yet death reigned as king from Adam to Moses, even though they hadn't broken a commandment the way Adam had. The first man, Adam, was a picture of the Messiah who was to come. Now, verse 15, now there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. There is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious, gracious gift that we experience. For the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crime. It's true that many died because of one man's transgression, but how much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of the one man, Jesus, the Messiah, has done, did for us? Verse 16, and this free-flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned. For because of one transgression, we were all facing a death sentence with a verdict of guilty. But this gracious gift leaves us free from our many failures and brings us into the perfect righteousness of God, acquitted with the words, not guilty. My God, is that not phenomenal? Now there is no, verse 15 again, now there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we have experienced because of the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ giving accessibility for the spirit of the living God to come into our lives, become one with our spirits and causing us to be upgraded. The last Adam, the life-giving spirit, Jesus Christ, he became the first upgrade, the firstborn of many sons. You are the upgrades. You are the one. You are the many sons that are just like their dad. 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. Your dad, the creator, the recreator is the source of all, and you have become his resource here on the earth. You have become the upgrade, the very last Adam that came. Jesus Christ, he was the last time. You are no longer, why are you no longer part of the Adamic curse? Because you are no longer underneath the lineage 
of Adam. You start, your born again spirit is who is the true you. Lineage started with the firstborn of many brethren and his name is Jesus. Your lineage starts with Jesus. You, you are no longer underneath the Adamic curse. You have become the many brethren of the firstborn. You have been upgraded and here's the upgrade. You went from being the crowning glory of all of his creation to becoming one with the spirit of the living God. You've, you've been upgraded from being uh, the, the, the second most powerful being in, in creation to becoming a co-heir with the creator. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made except it was made by the word. 11 verses later in John chapter 14, John chapter one, verse 14, and we beheld his glory. The word became flesh and we beheld his glory and of that of the only begotten of the father. And this is Jesus and, and we have become one with the creator. Jesus and I have become one and now we are co-heirs together with God. We've been upgraded from the second most powerful being into a co-heir with the creator of the universe. Begin to now, ladies and gentlemen, with this revelation, take authority and rule and reign with righteousness, peace and joy, grace and truth, faith, hope and love. Be the answer, be the solution. Stand up, make your decrees, make the atmosphere of this realm and the environment of this realm just like heaven by your declaration. Everything is made, everything is held together by the power of a spoken word. You have that authority in you. Now use it and make this world just like heaven. It's up to you. Hallelujah. This is Barry Miracle and I'm signing off for now. But please go to my website. You can get, and, and I'm going to talk about that in my outro. But but I'm just going to mention this again. Go to go to my website. Get my book called "Wake Up Into Your Dream." It has a lot of these different things, and you can go over it. And it, it'll, I think it will help you. Bless you guys. Also, please make a um, uh, a trip over to the the place where you leave a comment and leave a comment on what you think and and get this into other people's hands. I believe it's worth it. I love you guys so much. I hope you understand that you are the upgrade, that you, the old covenant was amazing. David was amazing. Um, Jeremiah was amazing. Abraham was amazing. John the, the Baptist was the, the most amazing. But now that you are in this new covenant that Jesus made for us, you are the most amazing. <laughs> you are the upgrades. Bless you guys today, and we'll talk real soon. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.